So this is uh, your Rugby League Digest co-host Andrew Paskin with Luke Heggie with the Grub 17. Uh, Sydney comedian Luke Heggie. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Big League fan. It's been a long time coming this, mate. We've been discussing this episode for months now. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it's come to fruition now. It's, uh, it's like you say, been a long time coming. I'm, I'm bloody happy to be a part of it. <laughs> I've been discussing like the all-time grub and scandal team with my mates since I'm a teenager. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time I've actually sat down um, with a fellow comic and put it on paper. We put a lot of work into this. Oh, yeah. It's ruined my life for the last <laughs> week. I think I've been sitting, I've been putting a lot of work into this, more than I should have. But uh, you open up a can of worms, it just keeps going. Nothing makes me happier than a good league scandal. Oh, me too. Um, I mean, there was a time there when I'll... Dave Gallup was just getting greyer by the day. Every day you'd see him in the newspaper. Every day. So there's there's a lot of stuff here. I mean, the possibilities of league are endless. One day your dad gives you a brand new student for Christmas. And the next you're punching strangers in car parks. <laughs> so um, it's, it's provided a lot of entertainment over the years, the grub aspect. Since Dad Gallup's gone to Slockley, looks like Chris Hemsworth. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's killing yeah, yeah, he's gone backwards in age. I mean, for, for the teams, though, getting getting to the grub teams, I... I um. I would like to have included one or two black and white era players, but the stats just aren't readily available from a time when you could just run over a couple of people on your way home from the pub between the fish and chip shop and home and still run out in the starting 13 that Saturday. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's changed. Bloody nanny state. <laughs> Absolutely it is. I mean, not, even, not even 20 years ago, as a first grade player, you go out to Waves Nightclub, have a blinder, bash half the cab queue, why should you have to wait like any other relevant, the, the other sort of nightclub revelers there and, you, and then you just lace up and trot out six hours later against the Steelers you need some sleep no one, no one would bat an eyelid but a few bad eggs have gone and spoiled the fun for all of us as is often the case the old days of Johnny Raper out at Checkers nightclub till four in the morning yeah. and then um, yeah. and then getting three Dalian points on the on the Saturday oh yeah well it'd still be happening today if we didn't have mobile phones and the like <laughs> I would think but it's, I mean league has definitely punched above its weight in terms of grubbery over the years. I mean, if there were a Grub World Cup with any, all types of, all codes of all sports, I'd like to think that uh, we already have one hand on the silverware there. I think so. I think NFL might give us a run for the money. Um, oh, just by the numbers. I haven't had many homicides uh, yeah, fair enough. in our league. Couple. Yeah, there's a lot of variety here. Like, as, as usual, Australia's just punching above their weight. <laughs> um, Plucky little grubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk a bit about your background with the league. You're, you're a Queensland boy, yeah, I grew up in Brisbane. Um, grew up really liking the game, and when it turned, when when the Broncos came in, we all jumped on that, and it was great. But then um, a few of them used to go out and just bash people willy nilly at nightclubs. So when the Cowboys came in in '95, we all a lot of us jumped on that. Supporting the Cowboys, like, oh, they're too far away to bash us. Still love the game. And, uh, Twenty years later, Premiership so, paid off. It's well documented on this podcast, the time I met Andrew G and Alfie Langer in the walkabout in Shepherd Bush, London, and uh, Andrew G gave me nothing. Donuts. Oh, nothing. Not even, a, not even a fucking slap across the face. No, just a, just a contemptuous uh, look. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, did you go up and give him a, you slide a, a UDL across to him or something? Get out, mate. Get I'm nothing. a big fan of you. So what they did, they went out to an Australian bar to avoid getting asked questions about their rugby league career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good move. I mean, there are no other bars available sometimes <laughs> over there. You've got to go to the walkabout, maybe the church on a Sunday. Now, my team, uh, I put it together based on a few things. I put it together 
bit, bit of a crime flavour. Like I've, yeah. I've, got, I've got the crime background. I think that's uh, it's an important thing for my scandal team. Um, yeah. Personal favourite scandals. Yep. Yeah, um, that, I've gone for a variety too. I quite like a bit of variety. I like a variety too. I've got a good mix of hilarity and tragedy. Yep. Um, a couple of deceased members. Um, okay. So I don't want to make fun of them too much, but you know, it's, there's been more scandals in this like last twenty years than there's been in like I don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, I mean, it is healthy days. Yeah, it's it's um oh it's a golden era, and they're, they're still they're still delivering a lot of these blokes, which I, I like. So what we're going to do, listeners, we're going to uh, do a sort of Dally M count um, reveal position by position. A lot of these are going to match up. I haven't seen Luke's. He hasn't seen mine. Yeah. Um, oh, there's some that are undeniably, like, I, you cannot leave them out. I've picked three immortals in my team, three scandal immortals. Oh, okay. Good. Um, I've gone the immortal road, but I could probably pick them on the spot. I mean, there's certain guys that are just, you know, yes. they've, got, they've got the runs on the board. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're definitely in the leadership leadership uh, group <laughs> for me. <laughs> Haven't gone immortals just yet. All right, I'm going to kick off then. All right. Yep. My number one is the captain, an immortal. Yeah. Julian O'Neill. Oh, mate, I've got, I've, I haven't got him as captain, but I've, I've got him in number one. You sure. haven't got him as captain. No, I haven't. Uh, we'll get to that later for me. But I, I, I mean, you don't send a marquee player of O'Neill's abilities over to a new franchise. Like the Western Reds, <laughs> unless, unless he's going to be a good ambassador for the game, and he definitely has been. What, what are you? What's on his rap sheet? 1995. We've got um, appeared in court for uh, reportedly urinating under a blackjack table at Jupiter's. Um, yeah, I don't think that's stuck, but yeah, why someone would, probably just made that up. Why would you go to the toilet? Well, you're a hot run of luck. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> just do why it. Why should you? Yep. Um, I mean, listeners aren't going to be surprised by this. The the, uh, the legendary. I just shat in Slotty's shoe, uh, yeah. 1998 Dubbo um, Hotel Motel. Oh, this was this this for me was an excellent incident. I've, I've looked at <laughs> like who hasn't dropped a cheeky grogan in a teammate's shoe, <laughs> but he's, he's had a couple of sherbets and 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 still like not enough to not get out that tongue twister, which I have trouble with <laughs> stone cold in the morning. So, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely he can play. He's a great utility player anyway on, the, on and off the field. He's played lock, fullback, five eighth. Put him anywhere except maybe a casino, and uh, he could bloody kick too. Nothing will beat. This is my all-time favourite league scandal. I'm afraid it's kind of come out early, but yeah, Julian O'Neill uh, on the trip with the Widnes Vikings after his career was uh, decimated, tried to set fire to a uh, 13-year-old boy in a highly flammable dolphin suit. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> just a bit of a lark, you know, up there, up there. That's Port Macquarie, wasn't it? Yeah, but like, yeah. like uh, and he dived into the Hastings River in his under, underwear and uh, swam to shore and hitchhiked back to town. Yeah. I mean, the boys walk around in a dolphin suit, arguably asking for it uh, just to get lit up by someone. If you, if you don't want to get lit on fire, you probably <laughs> shouldn't be at Port Macquarie in a dolphin suit, you know. <laughs> this incident for me, I, I think this was the um, inspiration behind, I don't know if you heard the the 2013 incident in Victoria when some Mad Monday revellers from St Kilda cross-code um, grubbery set fire to a dwarf down there. It's just, I mean, it's just like the aerial ping-pong bloody Mexicans to take an idea and improve it <laughs> and never credit the original source, Julian. So, um, yeah, it's straight, it's straight in there for me and, and definitely an immortal, as you say. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the legendary case. Um, my my uh, mate that I... Um talk footy with a fair bit he was um he's a, he's a welsh guy himself and he um 
had a story when Julian was playing Union, I think, in, in Wales, and he knew some of the blokes in the team, and yeah. they also reported back that he's the nicest guy in the world yeah. until he has a couple of skewies, yeah, and, right. and he's the worst bloke on the planet. Oh, the old, the old adage, isn't it? Um, Just add booze. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know when he climbed out of the Hastings after he traversed it to get away from the, the burning boy? Um, he hitchhiked out of there. So some... Member of the public has picked up Julian in his undies. I'd love to meet that person. dripping wet. I'd love to meet oh, that me person. There's a few, there's a few sideline characters I'd like to meet. There's a few unanswered questions. Was it a big lighter, a zipper? Like wh- I don't know. Well, it had to be some sort of accelerant. What, why would he have um, a lighter as a professional athlete? You'd have to ask. Yeah. Well, for exactly things him? like this. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when you're going to see a boy in a mascot suit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a. I reckon he'd have one of those storm lighters light up anywhere. You've got to be quick if you want to light someone up. And he's not the only person who would lit someone up, which we'll get to later, I suppose. What's, what's hilarious is, like, you've got the triumvirate here. It's the uh, the urine, fecal matter, and arson fire combat. Yeah, you don't get much better than that. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. What's funny about this, going through this and reliving some of the great memories of the scandals, I've, ha- I've had to... I've had to assess my own behaviour as a degenerate gambler yeah. and alcohol abuser. Yeah, right. And if I put my career in the law, strata, yeah. customer service game yeah. in a rugby league format, yeah. I wouldn't be far out of the team myself. Oh, I, w- I would have probably made, you know, at least the bench <laughs> on one or two occasions in my life too. I'm not, not throwing... <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just want to bring that out for the listeners that like... Uh, you know, we're having a bit of fun with it. It comes from grubs. It's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not holier than thou. <laughs> if that's what you're thinking. Uh, all right. Next up. Next up, I'll, I'll go. I got um, slotted in at number two. Hopper. I mean, just on his on-field demeanor, Hopper is in. He's uh, isn't immortal for mine. Really, you got your immortals. Are, how many immortals you got? I've got three immortals in my squad. But I mean, like he went worldwide. He went ESPN. Yeah, I know that is impressive. That put us on the map in a lot of ways. But uh, 45 weeks on the sidelines, the most suspended player. Yeah, incredible. In real history, it's, it's superb. And he said, he's quoted as saying that he's a firm believer of what goes on the field stays on the field. Um, playing for the Tigers once, he was cited for 10 separate incidents in the one game. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I'll tell you what stays on the field, bone chips from Keith Galloway's jaw. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that incident effectively paved the way for Hopper to become a pro boxer. Uh, famously challenging Mark Geyer to a fight, and Geyer wisely declined Hopper's <laughs> offer there. Um, he's also, yeah, on his rap sheet too, he's, he's said a few choice words to a touch judge, copped a suspension, similar thing with a ball boy. It's all words. I mean, wrapping up officials in cotton wool these days, they need to grow up a bit, I reckon. <laughs> um, and an under-10s match at Beacon Hill out there that hadn't even started. Uh, the referee had to kick Hopper off the ground <laughs> for being abusive and intimidating. And uh, <laughs> when he's contacted about it by the media, Hopper, he just wanted a bit of privacy, so he said, and I quote, nothing happened, piss off you fat bastard, don't ring me ever again. So who hasn't wanted to say that to journalists? In all fairness to, to John, he's, um, he's a professional boxer, yep. a first guy rugby league player and a bouncer. Like, yeah. How can he not be intimidating? Oh, absolutely. It's your job. Just standing there. Um, yeah. Well, the, the bouncer aspect, he was actually an RSA marshal when this went down. He wasn't <laughs> even meant to be bouncing. He just helped out his mates there when that bloke down at King's Cross took off his belt 
and whipped Hopper <laughs> when he's doing some security, well, doing some RSA marshalling down there. That is, you got some balls doing that. Now this bloke's dead. But um, yeah, there was, you know, in Hopper's 2010 stomping ground down there, he, um, it's the job of security to assault people, not his. But uh, that's probably why I found himself in hot water. So, I don't know. I mean, we have to go back to the you know the classic incident. Um, reading reading the, the the Wikipedia just to get get a bit of a feel for the for the man. Yeah. Um, the way they uh, they phrased it like it's a normal thing. Uh, in two thousand and one, Hopper Whitey, in an attempt to unsettle several of his opponents, inserted his finger in the three players' anuses. Yeah, is that something. is it anuses or anusi? Anuses okay. would be the correct. Is that that? What have they said? Anuses. anuses yeah. yeah. That's um. I mean, that's that's the most one of the most famous incidents in league, and I assume that's why he's an immortal. Yeah, I mean, like that is uh, you know, anyone doesn't even know the game's going to bring that up. Well, it's, it's done. It's done wonders for the image of the sport. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite incident is not that though. That's like that's you know, that's a, a hack commercial yeah. incident. Yeah. Two thousand and three, um, Hapwadi breached the terms of his playing contract by playing a fifth grade rugby union match in a Sydney competition under an assumed name, so no one recognised him. Did he? Why did he do that? Do you get paid to go and play a fifth grade match? I think he was just playing, just playing with his mates for a laugh. Oh, okay. But just, just, the, yeah, just, I, just the contempt, contempt for the rules. Yeah, um, pretty good. And like an assumed name that'll cover everything. Yeah, I mean his high profile incidents are not like you say; they're not my favourite either. He's got a few. That I am quite fond of um, bashing the employee of a crow's nest supermarket <laughs> is one of them because uh, because the guy tried to walk away from him. You, you don't you don't walk away from Johnny once you know that you run. And um, outside court, this is my favourite part of this. Outside court, Hopper has said to the waiting media, "There's murderers and there's other cases here. You don't worry about." And you worry about common assault. <laughs> so, unfortunately, they do, John. Um, and then, straight after that, this is the best part of that, is there's a, like a media mob, and he struggled free of them. Still had the wherewithal to high-five a member of the public as he walked off. <laughs> Again, another sideline player I'd like to meet. But what made you get a high-five from, from Hopper after he just told off the media? So, yeah, it, I enjoyed that very much. It's the all-round ability when you think about it. Like, you know, we've got... We've got uh, disdain for the media. We've got common assault. We've got yeah. you know, groundbreaking bump poking. This sort of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's 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 right up there. I mean, he hasn't slowed down either. In 2015, he punched a hotel staffer for not letting him into the new New South Wales Blues hotel there because he didn't have any credentials with him. So the guy didn't realise that John had blue blood pulsing through his veins. If only he was the one there policing the fifth grade rugby union, he wouldn't have known who he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um. And then just last year, he was upset that New Zealand captain Adam Blair was expressing his disappointment that uh, Jason Taumalolo decided to play for Tonga instead of the Kiwis. And John stepped up to respond on behalf of Jason by saying, what are they complaining about? He wants to come play for his heritage. And who the hell is Adam Blair? I'll bash Adam Blair. I don't care. I'll bash him. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Very, very worthy number two. And Jason, incidentally, I, I should mention this while we're down here, um, a member of my grub team feeder squad, the Wollongong Caterpillars. <laughs> that uh, you know, you've got to go down there to, to the gong for a little while, prove yourself, and, and <laughs> work your way up to the main squad. What so. is it with feeder teams in, in, the, in the Illawarra? They seem to be like, what down there? Well, they're close. I mean, the, the Wollongong Caterpillars, I mean, these are the blokes, young and old, who find themselves down there in the gong. 
And what a what a backdrop for a feeder team of the National Grub side to the Caterpillars. They, they can thrive down there. There are enough pubs and nightclubs to keep them in form. Dapto Dog Track, 15 minutes away. Um, you're not too far from the Big Smoke if you want to get a, a car full of the boys and head up on a bender. And there are heaps of students in Wollongong too. You can just bash one of them if you want. They're everywhere. You bash a few or enjoy a little of the grey area that is flirting slash assaulting young people these days. And um, What the blokes down in the feeder squads need to know is that they're only one mad Monday away from a bench position. Absolutely. Or even a walk-on role in the main grub squad. I mean, so certain guys aren't going to be displaced, but, you know. Oh, some you can't get out. You're not going to displace a Hopper or a Julian. No. But, um, yeah, it's, it's some of them, you know, there's always, there's always space. Uh, well, those two, what a, what a start to the, to the scandal team. Yeah. The, um, that's a couple of legendary figures. Yeah. Um, going all right so far. Who are you up to next? Um, I'm going to bring one that's not as funny, um, but is pretty awful. Tim Simona, recent one. Okay. Match fixing. Yeah. Um, defrauding fans. Tick. <laughs> um, a lot of fan defrauding going on that way. It's, it's, yeah. it's a modern trend. Um, What's well, lack of respect for the audience? What should you have to, you superstar? So uh, what made me like feel a bit sorry for Tim here is my own gambling issues. Um, it, well, we've got a bit in common here. Apparently he had 65 bets on matches, totaling yeah. $905. And of those 65 bets, he won one. Really? That's a pretty abysmal record. <laughs> and he's in trouble for that. He's in trouble for being a terrible gambler. Yeah. Um, Literally. I reckon he should just have to give back the, the $14.50 he won on the one that he won. And then Is that what he won? It's all sweet. <laughs> like, he had 10 bucks on himself at 18 to 1 to score two. Two trials or more, so that's not exactly um, Kerry Packer in the. Um, in are the you Vegas. not? Are you? Uh, this is my nobody coming to the fore here. You're not allowed to bet on yourself, is that correct? No, I bet on anything in the game if you're a player. But you, can you bet on yourself succeeding? Surely. No, well, I mean, you can say, look, I'm going to score three tries. It's just that extra little impetus. That's probably on the on the better side of betting, better than yeah. betting against the other team. But um, I believe they frown upon you betting on the games. Yeah, it's again, it's a, it's a modern thing. Like no one, no one frowned on DK Lilly at our having a bet on the on the 1980 Olympic series 500 to 1 against themselves Rod Marsh had a bloody good laugh at it but uh, yeah you can't even bet with yourself well yeah that's a, not a bad choice and bring bring gambling into it because there's a lot of that involved um, in these yeah so I mean I don't want to spend too much time on Tim it's not a, it's not a happy story um, I mean he deserves his place for mine who have you got at three well um, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a centre pairing that's pretty good I think I've got Gaz um, ringleader of the Four Tower Humans I've got Gaz on the bench, but uh, you, you think he's worthy of the start? Yeah, I'd put, I'd, I'd start him just just because. Well, there's a bit of variety as well. Just for I mean, some of our English listeners, maybe they haven't heard the the four tell human story. If you could go through that for us, well, it was it was it's Gaz's timing that's cemented his spot for me. In the same week that the league announced a special forum for players and managers to try and improve their respect for women, Gaz was in a cab with three other players and left quite a lewd message. On a girl, he had the he had the foresight to use Minicello's phone to make the call. But <laughs> uh, in this game, it's all about timing. Gaz has absolutely nailed it. And again, this is the first thing Gazzini has ever done. That's a bit sus. Like it's it's a that's a massive one, and and he certainly can't be accused of just dipping his toe in. He's uh, he's gone for it. And why do I understand that you've never met this woman? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 don't be- know. I believe from memory that was a stranger. Yeah. Okay. Well, the message itself. Were they to go through that? Or is oh, it, absolutely. Is yeah. it, I mean, the message was, and this is a quote here, 
Hannah, where the fuck are you? There's four toey humans in the cab. It's 20 to 4, as I am, I assume. <laughs> Our cocks are fat and fucking ready to spurt sauce. And you're in bed. Fuck me. Fire up, you sad cunt. Now that is... Uh, that's I poetry. Mean, if that's, yeah, well, if that's his first attempt... I mean, it's a, a lewd message. He's nailed it. As a couple of guys who, who like joke writing, like, like concise um, oh, nearly English. I mean, that, yeah. what about the spurt sauce, the alliteration? Yeah, I was spurting just to think. Yeah, the stop concept. There's, there's a lot in there that you that you might want to unpack, but you probably don't need to. There's so much in that very sentence there, and um, probably one of my top three favourite scandals. Yeah, right. Just okay. just for the. The, uh, Have we covered any of the other two just yet? Oh, um, well, the dolphin. Dol- yeah, Dolphin's yeah, the number dolphin. one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and that's put what up there just for the the sheer ingenuity of it. Oh, it's amazing. It is pretty pretty good, and it, it did get a lot of coverage here in Australia. And for what for what didn't really didn't constitute a crime in the end at all, <laughs> but it just still really. If anything, he, he was concerned for Hannah in the. Um, she wasn't out having fun with them. Yeah. Or maybe she was asleep and not well. I don't know. She needed to get up and make sure she's all right. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it did get a lot of coverage and it kind of put the kibosh on his career in a lot of ways. He went over to France where they don't give a shit about grubs. They're just straight <laughs> Welcome to the Cadillac. They sort of. Get in, yeah. Butter. <laughs> um, who's your other center? I've oh, gone... your Sorry. Yeah, my number four. I've gone for a um, bit of a left field one, yeah. all round grubbery and um, and funniness. Uh, Terry Hill. Oh, okay, I've got Tez in the Caterpillars down there. He's, um... I think it's I think it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a surprise selection. Um, again, in, in my top ten, that's, that's variety. Top ten uh, scandals have got to be the um, Terry Hill and Scott Felton robbing lobster pots. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is again something that's first time they ever did it, as they've said. And, um, you know, it's a lot of these guys getting pinged first time they ever do something. Yeah, it's so unlucky that that happens to leagueies. The odds of that are astronomical. They happen to, They should be betting on that. Um, but, yeah, up in, is it up in Brisbane Waters? There's uh, pinching commercial lobsters. Central Coast there somewhere. Um, yeah, right. Uh, I've got, got a quote here from, from a research looking at the story going back to t- 2005 here. Scotty and I were on the water, Scotty Fulton that is, yeah. uh, and we come across four or five buoys. Um, we lifted them up and there was nothing in them. The yeah. next thing, this fishery boats come flying at us and told us we were pulling out commercial lobster traps. I didn't know we were commercial lobster traps. Yeah. It's not something we do every day. Yeah. And there just happened to be a sting operation that night <laughs> to, to get... They're bloody unlucky, these folks. Did you, did you ever have any contact with Tess up your way? Well, yeah, I did. Um, as the listeners know, I'm a Newcastle boy, and um, every year Manly would play the my home team, the Toronto Scorpions, the Macquarie Scorpions. Yeah. Um, uh, every year in a trial game, and um, you know, I always get the autographs from the Manly boys. They're always pretty cool, Cliffy and everyone. Yeah. And um, we're riding around the main street on our on our treadleys, and um, Terry and I had a few drinks at the club afterwards, and yeah, a couple of shandies. And he was. Um, Banging my friend's uh, stack hat and going, <laughs> okay. and going like shaking the bike and that sort of stuff, and I thought this guy's got it together. Yeah, right. How old were you, lot at the time? Eleven, maybe. Oh, okay, so he's yeah, he's intimidating young boys. But it's a good, you know, <laughs> it's all, a little side. I, I wouldn't say it's intimidating. I think he was like just having a bit of fun. Well, yeah, you, you say having fun, the law might say otherwise. And that's but, what that's what you do. I mean, test the stack hat. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're tough stack hats. They're still there now. They're not, they don't buy into grade even stack hats. He's actually one of, my, one of my favourite players from the from the legendary origin area too. Just like his on-field niggle. I think yeah, that, that, that put him in the team for me was... Uh, you know, when your game's based on niggle, well, yeah, you do have to put a bit of yeah, a bit of on-field stuff does help. And uh, as as we said later, there's one massive on-field winger who I love, who's in my grub team. And if he's not in yours, I'll be very very surprised. Um, but yeah, a bit of on-field wins is is a good indicator. A bit of what did I do wrong when you get done? I love it. Um, your other centre partner, or is that to it? Is that both of them? That's it, Simona and Hill. So uh, oh, okay, who have you got at four? I've got uh, Blake. Um, he's achieved a lot both on and off the field for someone quite young, Blake Ferguson, and still a long way to go, I would think. Like, this is his, like, he's just off the bat stats. Played for at least three clubs, tick. You know, amateur boxer, tick. Spitting on music festival patrons in a VIP area, tick. <laughs> posing, posing for photos with fans while doing a sharker or the ridgy, the old school, old, old school ridgy ditch. Hand salute, tick. Well, that's a that to me is a good indicator. Driving while suspended, tick. Indecent assault, tick. You know, all the hallmarks of a fabulous future Hall of Famer. To me, we've got to say there's a lot of driving while disqualifiers in. There's heaps, heaps of that. Um, But he's he's like um, he's he's probably the jewel in his crown is probably the indecent assault thing. It was a simple mix-up in the end. He was celebrating his selection for the cockroaches in 2013, and. uh, Blake enjoys disco dancing as much as the next athlete and uh, sometimes visiting multiple night spots on the same date there. And he's out with his mate, Josh Dugan, and he's met a, met a blonde woman at Northies in Cronulla there, Northy, a classic night spot. And then later on, another shy night spot, Club 2230, he thought he was indecently assaulting an acquaintance, being the original woman he met at Northies, but it turned out to be a complete stranger whose privates he grabbed. Could happen to anybody. Under her, yeah, it could happen to absolutely anybody. You're right. And it's just a scary thing. It's a simple case of mistaken identity. And while this would have been news to Blake and probably many of you, also constituting a crime. But, um, I mean, in, in the interim between getting done for that and the CCTV footage coming out and the, and the court case, he's, uh, he's converted to Islam. Um, He's uh, brought to the attention of the magistrate that the nightclub was dimly lit. <laughs> so um, that's a plus for what, the defence, unlike what, a lot of nightclubs. Why isn't that being regulated? Yeah, I don't know. There should be fluoro. Well, there should be all sorts should of be 7-Eleven lights in there. And uh, he's managed to secure the services of none other than Anthony the Man Mundine as a character witness who said in court, and I quote, he knows how to handle himself and treat them and what not, end quote. So, some people might say that the use of the words and what not when talking about women's rights goes some way toward trivialising the issue, but uh, this is what we're talking about here. He's, uh, he's never been prone to say anything dumb. So, for mine, Blake walks into this team. Um, very good, very good. Um, I, I'd actually forgotten Blake because he sort of turned his life around a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's, there's positives. To, I mean, just despite all this in the court case and a, and a, and a crack defence team, Getting all this together, compiling the mud, the dimly lit defence, all this sort of. Blake was still found guilty and suspended from running around on the grass with his mates for a little while, so he didn't he didn't avoid punishment altogether. Well, I mean, Michael Adams uh, co-hosted this very podcast, brought it up on a recent episode that um, you know, he was he was thrown into the trouble by Paul Carter. He might come into calculations oh, yeah. later on for a bench spot. Yeah, um, Blake kicked him out of his house. He was too intoxicated. 
he's called the cops um, said Blake's hurting his children. Ah, uh, yeah, that was quite recent. Yeah, it? so yeah. that wasn't Blake's fault. No, what, what Blake's quote was, Michael Adams sourced this from the newspaper, was, um, you know, he'd be a bit more careful who he brings into his house, but he, didn't, he doesn't want to become a boring human. Yeah, right. Well, who um, wants to become a boring human? Um, but it's his form that's got him there. And, and I, you know, it's a horrible thing. I don't want him to become a boring human. No. Oh, absolutely not. Well, it's full of boring humans. <laughs> tell you humans, tell you humans, boring humans. We've got <laughs> all sorts of humans. Um, my other winger, this one might be. I think you might have seen your caterpillars, Joel yeah. Monahan. Oh yeah, I got Monahan. Love Joel Monahan as a player. It seems yeah. like a decent bloke. One mad moment on a mad Monday. Yeah, um, that could happen to anybody again. Oh, it has. Ha- ha- having, having a laugh with the boys, <laughs> next thing you know, you're, you're, you're in the south of France. Yeah, you're uh, simulating a dog route on um, Man Monday. What? But, like, bring up this one. It's, a dishonourable mention goes to Mitch Pearce um, with, yeah. with, with his, other, his other dog thing. I'm always trying to defend rugby league players to non-fans, um, yeah. most times unsuccessfully. Mm. I'm like, all right, one dog scandal, that can happen. I saw a headline. I'm in a cafe. I look up at the Sky News across the bottom. Yeah. NRL rocked by another... Dog another. sex scandal. The another that does it to you. I don't want to see. Heartbreaking. I don't want to see another. No. Did you Did you see in the Mitchell Pierce one? Incidentally, and quite, I found it funny. And in, in the, I believe it was the Sydney Morning Herald. They had the dog, and they had the black thing across the dog's <laughs> eyes to to protect its identity. I, I found that whoever's editing that yeah. has had a bloody good laugh. That's and very why funny. Not? That's very Makes funny. a lot of the situation. Um, I will say this: Monaghan apparently, um, from the stories I heard, uh, may have exposed his genitalia. That's common. Um, Mitchell didn't do that. He yeah. exposed torso. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is well, he didn't have a shirt on the whole fine. night. It's so fine, yeah. Whatever. Um, so he wasn't invited to the party. But this one, I, I, put, I put Joel in this team because of the worldwide uh, exposure again. Hmm. It's an ambassador like to the, to the sport as a world game. should be the world game. And uh, if you don't have people like Hopper and Joel getting the word out there, how are people going to even know that league exists? <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, he's pretty worthy. I, I I disagree with the winger there. Uh, I've got him in the feeder squad, um, and he's he's not far away from a bench spot. He could interchange quite well into this team, I think, Joel. But my starting winger, and this is it, is quite Cronulla heavy, unfortunately. Um, I've got ET, and uh, I mean, you know, Andrew Eddinghouse, an affair with a close mate's wife wouldn't usually be something that I'd make my business. That's there are other parties involved and people don't need to know everything. But the squeaky clean fishing show host with a winning smile has sort of gone and attributed his indiscretion to depression. Like a lot of people whose mental health professionals advise them there's nothing else for a bout of the black dog than to root your mate's wife. <laughs> that's, where, that's, where he's, he's, that's where it's got me. Because I know other people who actually suffer from depression. I'm not saying he doesn't, but you can't just blame it for getting your dick out. Um. Good pick, actually. Like uh, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought of him off the top of my head, but yeah, it, uh, not many would. I wouldn't think. Is it, a, is, is it the phony? Um, is it the phony? Image oh, it's just, thing? A, it's just, a, you know, the. I don't know. If you if you squeaky clean, you got to be squeaky clean, and so often these blokes will come. At least, at least the rest of our team, pretty much, you know where you stand. You know? <laughs> a long way away. <laughs> With ET, you'd be, you'd be, yeah, you could be. He's not going to punch you off his speedboat or anything, but uh, that that form there is quite grubby. If you're squeaky clean, you've got to be a good bloke all the time. Interesting memory from him. Remember, in about like eighty nine, ninety, he sued a magazine for having a picture of his doodle. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did they really? They went into the locker rooms, got picked no, up. No, it was sort of like through a hotel room window, long, okay. long lens thing. And, but he successfully sued them, didn't he? Yeah, but you could get, fair enough. But the thing is, they couldn't make out the doodle in the photo, so that was a problem. Right. So, so they whacked one on, or what? No, it's just, I mean, um, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. Oh, I said he's a bit like a buddy Kendall. Maybe he doesn't have a... What, I'm a I, think, I think it was the shadows or whatever, but it's like, it's a bit embarrassing when you're suing for your doodle pitch and you can't identify yeah. your doodle. That maybe put the price down a bit on the on the, uh, <laughs> on the settlement amount. I don't know. I, yeah, I forgot about that. That is a long time ago. Um, but anyway, E.T. walking into mine. Yeah, very good, very good thought, that. Um I think we're both going to be on the same page here, mate. This is uh, this Blame is maker. this is an immortal number six. Yeah, Toddy. Ah, uh, I got him. I got him as captain. You got him as captain. Yeah. Okay, well, that's an admirable captain uh, uh, foe for Julian, mate. Uh, yeah, I'd have him as captain. Absolutely. I mean, in an already shy, heavy side, <laughs> Todd is an absolute standout, and for mine, a leader in this world. Full disclosure, I am campaigning currently on this podcast, um, and if Todd Greenberg is listening, and I know he is, um, I want him back in the in the league. I love Toddy. He's on his way back. He, I think he's on his way back. He's up in North Queensland. He's done his time. Yeah. Uh, going, oh, going through the rap sheet, um, I mean, I could probably see where the, the live bands come from. Yeah. I, I think it, I think he could very well come back. Well, there's a few things for me that just really made him a standout and, and a worthy captain. I don't want to go on too... Oh, well, I do. I could do an hour on Todd. But, um, I mean, you said the, thing, the unfortunate thing with Todd, he came of age just before every average Joe had a camera phone in their pocket. And uh, after a couple of shandies, he's famously found out that you can't even piss in your own mouth anymore <laughs> without some bozo taking a photo of it. So, arguably, a lot of this shit's not his fault. Nothing so, made me happier than the bubbler scandal was the excuses from the management saying, look... You know, it's the privacy of the, of the bathroom, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, as if he was the victim. But also, that yeah. he wasn't pissing in his mouth. He was simulating pissing in his mouth. Oh, right, yeah. So, show some bloody respect. Yeah, right. Well, that would that would surprise me if he was simulating it because, yeah, he must have had a fake dong at Mike Tyson's dong. <laughs> Just <laughs> squeezing that full of water or something. I don't know. But an uh, early bit of form for, for Carney, for me, um, was his high-speed chase around Bruce in a ute. And this, I mean, he got 200 hours community service for this, but surely playing the great game counts towards that 200 hours. And when Todd abandoned the vehicle ride, as those things always end in a dead-end street, Paul Black didn't know the area that well because he wasn't from Canberra. He showed, he showed a clean pair of heels to get away, and he didn't even have the pill. Just He's gone. The, co- the coppers couldn't get him. I don't know any copper who'd catch Todd on a good day. Like, maybe... Maybe Paul Hoffy Hoff, the seven foot six ex copper Queensland fullback, or Wayne Bennett when he was a cop wouldn't have, wouldn't have stood a chance against a scared Carney. But um, I reckon, in terms of cops who could have caught him on that fateful day, Rod maybe, Silver, Rod Silver, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's quick. He, he wouldn't have known what to do with Todd when he got him there. <laughs> One that I would put forward to be Constable Mal Meninga in his prime, maybe could have run him down if he had his heart pumping. I could, he, he could have. Even if they're like five cockroaches between him and Todd, he could have raised the forearm <laughs> with, a, with a Rio bar set into the plaster cast, barged in out of the way to get to Todd. But um, the police that night didn't get Todd. And um, the incident itself, do you know of this incident where he's... Are we talking about the original uh, reckless driving five-year suspended? Oh, no. So prior to that, no, six, he, he got done for five years. So this incident... With the Steve Irwin and the Ute, that was driving while disqualified. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I is... don't even mention driving with a license. 
offences as a general rule when it comes to league. They, they, a lot of them drive without the first offence and doing bad stuff. You've got to do the second one. Well, extra points on this scandal, the, the, the Ute scandal, is like uh, he left his, his teammates, uh, Steve Irwin, yeah, to take the blame. So yeah. that, that's extra points. Oh, mate, well, well I found this. He's a pretty gormless sort of passenger, Steve Irwin. He, he, Steve snitched on him and told the filth that, yes, it was Todd driving the Ute at the time. And the Canberra Raiders sacked him for being a dobber. But this is this is the thing. And kept Todd. How... Good are you in, in, in immortality and scandals that your scandals affect the careers of others? Absolutely. Well, it's, you know, it's, I think it sends an important message to the youth, this particular act. That you, you work hard on your long-range kicking game, as Todd was doing at the time. You can, you can go places, you know, in an unroadworthy car on a disqualified licence, no less, but you can bloody go places. And people will fall by the wayside, like Steve. Poor old Steve. Um, I mean... We're looking at 08 now. We're going, we're going through a, a chronological order. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. I mean, 08, we've got an incident of urinating on a man in a nightclub in Canberra. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you've got, I you, this you, one. You've got one of, your, you got one of your, your, your pillars of scandal there, urine. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a lowly member of the public, this bloke, and he, he required counselling <laughs> after this. That's that's the accredity of Todd's pee. Um <laughs> <laughs> this bloke needs to grow up a bit. What's a cheeky, what's a bit of a cheeky golden shower sexual assault between two Aussie men, one of whom is a known larrikin? Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's fine. Still on the rap sheet, though. Um, it, was it after that? I, I assume if you're chronological, mine must be reasonably. Um, he moved his crime spree slightly north to Goulburn. Yeah, vandalism. Yeah, jumped on a car and smashed up a phone zone shop. Who hasn't wanted to do that? And uh, that's uh, that's you know, a bit of variety there as well. Yeah, I like the variety that he's that he's got here in there. And soon after that, he went up to FNQ, and that's where he set a man on fire. <laughs> arson. That's one of his, yeah. one of your two three pillars. I mean, is it is it just arson setting a person on fire? Like that is arson is like starting a bushfire or something. Well, well that, that's just funny. Yeah. Well, that's where they that's where they mistake it for not being arson. He's burnt the guy's scrotum, thighs, and buttocks, and. Again, frankly, if you don't want to get your pants set alight by a stranger, you shouldn't go holidaying at Early Beach. In fairness to Todd, it was New Year's Eve. Ah, is that what got, he got off because of that? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everyone's having fun. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is an important caveat to have New Year's Eve clause put in there on your behaviour. Um, he fell off his... This is a, a, a testament to the toughness of Todd. He's, he fell off his balcony once after locking himself out. <laughs> Still trotted out next week. Who hasn't done that? And, um, he's faced some low-level discipline, disciplinary problems for breaking an alcohol ban. Ended up going to France, where, again, they, unlike the fascist nanny state we've got here, don't care about career grubs. But uh, like you, I'm hoping he's back, I've, as he is reported to be on the way to being. I reckon he'll be back. Uh, not too, not too long from now. Um, he, I don't know how to put this. His his rap sheet's bad, but his heart's in the right place. Oh, he's giving the shirt off his back. Absolutely. <laughs> his urine's really in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's um, that. The, the toilet's the right place for that. I mean, you know, whenever whenever Todd's not in the country or in this squad, there's a feeling that whoever's got the number six on is just keeping it warm. It might be someone who's just bashed a couple of blokes or something, but Todd'll be back. Absolutely. Maybe maybe a few weeks down at the Caterpillars will sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll play minimum contract at the Pillars. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Todd for me, Captain. 
Uh, he'd have to go head to head with Julian. Maybe we start a poll to see if Julian or Todd is a more worthy captain. Yeah, it's a good good idea. I um I honestly can't argue with the credentials of Todd. Yeah. And he's still playing. He's still got potential. For... Yeah, he's still playing. But like Julian's probably got a bit more authority. He's a bit older. They're both in the leadership team. Absolutely. Well, I've got him as an immortal, so... But I mean... Yeah. I didn't do immortals. I should have. I, they're pretty... A lot of them are immortal to me, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Who you got there? Number seven I've got. This is for the variety. He's one of the most colourful grubs to pull on the seven is uh, Craig Gower. Craig Gower, um, great choice. Yeah. Well, he's dabbled in, in decent exposure before the turn of the century and probably tried to get the indecent part of that expunged when he showed himself to an Irish tourist down at the Coogee Bay Hotel. Um, Who hasn't done that? Well, yeah, I, th- I think as a society we need to have a look at this and just see how we're treating these blokes who expose themselves to young women. If that's your thing, what are you supposed to do? I mean, maybe there should be a cordoned-off area at the Coogee Bay Hotel and other participating pubs, rather like they have now for kids, like full of slippery dips and the like, just so when you're shoveling next week's rent into the Five Dragons machine, you can the kids are all right out there. Just I mean, the same thing with these sufferers. So they've got somewhere to go and expose themselves at pubs. Good idea. Maybe bring in the RSA calculations. Maybe you can have three exposures a night. Yeah, depending you, on your occupation. If, you, if, you're, if you're football at six, seven, if you, yeah. if you, go, too, if you go too far, you know, time, yeah. to, time to go, mate, you've had too much. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good idea. But then the, the main thing for Craig, for me, that in one, this is one of my, if not my favourite incident just for the spice, is that in one solo day, at a charity golf day, which are three words that invoke memorable imagery <laughs> in the minds of any, any fans of the sport. Uh, Gower has successfully assaulted most members of the Pierce family on the one day. And if you're hell-bent on pissing in the punch that is your post-playing career, then uh, physically and sexually assaulting multiple members of the Pierce family will probably do the job, including at the time a teenage Mitchell Pierce. Is this not um, post-traumatic stress syndrome for Mitchell that's caused him to simulate... That's what I... I'd, yeah, I'd like to think he played a part in the Mitchell Pierce dog rooting scandal. But um, he, he vomited on Mitchell and chased him <laughs> around. Um, he streaked nude around the resort, held a knife to the throat of a prominent radio personality. It was a joke. Relax. Um, he rode off a, a golf buggy <laughs> on the same day. And then he's, he's had an absolute blinder this day and um, still not enough to permanently lose the Panthers captaincy this one day of revelry nor was indecently assaulting a man by biting him on the neck and then commonly assaulting another man down at the Peppermint Lounge in King's Cross there before this nanny state of the country managed to rid King's Cross of all the characters like Gower that made it such a great location to visit on a Saturday night but um, I think the sanitised Oh well, I think I think Gower through all this and that just that one day he he's he's played some sort of mentorship role in that famous Mitchell Pearce incident. But Craig Gower is he's, he's easily number seven for me. Very good choice. I've had a less funny one here, but I thought it was worth a selection based on the severity of it. Craig Field, um, always a larrikin. He had the cocaine uh, suspension early in his career, um, yeah. midway through, whatever it was. Um, 
10 years with seven on the bottom for manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he's, I've got him on my bench. It's not funny, uh, being that we've got a victim and everything, and obviously didn't want to do that, but yeah, that's that's a worthy uh, scandal. Well, don't forget, I mean, there, there is a, I've got him on my bench, and there is a strong argument to say that murder is quite a serious crime. Well, he, but, wasn't, uh, he wasn't charged with murder, he was charged with manslaughter. So, yeah, I think that's, what, that's so, what's left him on the bench. For absolutely. Um, it was an isolated incident, though. It's the first time he's ever punched someone. And like a lot of these blokes, first-timers... Done, pinged. But there's also, Craig, Craig dabbled with the law in Wagga pre this. I'm going to miss this. Yeah, he had a little dalliance with the law when he engaged a child to help him commit fraud uh, a la the staging of a hotel robbery, which just got, you'd never get a boy to do a man's job. I remember that now. And um, That's that's being swept under the carpet. Well, yeah, well, I don't know why. Excellent there's research. There's bigger stuff at stake here. But yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. Um so, yeah, he's a good choice, old uh, Craig, but he's on my bench. From, for... Okay, I've got to, got to uh, acquiesce to Craig Gower. I think that's a really good halfback. Oh, thanks, man. Nice of you to say. It's the creativity of Gower that's got him there. And the button after the throat. Oh, um, really, I mean, good. really good. Great practical joke. Yeah. <laughs> when good times turn bad in one day. Just for the listeners' um, benefit, we didn't mention it at the top of the show, you've actually performed on the footy show. Oh yes, I have. So you have but, uh, the, you have this sort of inside knowledge on how funny, well, how funny you have to be, and I just didn't cut the mustard. Clearly, it well, was very, very tough, and uh, didn't go to plan. Well, I've never, I've never seen this set, but I mean, uh, we're talking Craig McLaughlin here. Yeah, I, I didn't live up to Craig. <laughs> what a what a name to get out there, Craig. There's so many Craigs. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go great. I mean, there's already, like I said, there's already five of the funniest men in the world <laughs> sitting on a panel there. One of them's wearing a dress. What you got? You can't compete with that doing stand up. You know. Plus, you're standing there like a dickhead, just waiting to start while everyone's just staring at you in full light for minutes. They go, "What's this guy just standing there for?" And then they throw to you. You go, "Okay, I'm on. Brilliant." So yeah, not a great gig. Um... But anyway, take the good with the bad. But that's a great story because like the footy show was like you know, the Carl Baron, a legendary thing. Mick Merritt, yeah, yeah, friends of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Smith, friend of the show, did a footy show many did years he? ago. He did it in a um, a Wagga aircraft hangar. They had an on location footy yeah, show. Um, Goodness, that would have been quite hard. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, you got a, you got a little Cessna in the back there. Yeah, all right. Um, oh, I mean, all I could do is put in one hundred and ten percent, let the results take care of themselves. <laughs> Otherwise, unfortunately, I just played it week to week, and and it didn't didn't pan out. Very lonely walk back to the car park that night. <laughs> Our prop forwards now. I mean, right. This was tough. It is. It, it's a bit tougher. I found this a bit tougher. I, I, I love getting a bit of youth and experience in here. I've got a bit of youth here. Current player, young man. Um, mm. He's got points for international exposure. Yeah. Um, Matt Lodge. Ah, very good choice. Threatening yes. to kill people, stalking and intimidation. New yes. York State. Nice. I mean, um, I'll take that. I'd, I'd go with Lodge myself. I've briefly read about this, but I don't know the full details. Talk about, like, uh, upping the ante on scandals. I mean, oh, yeah. you got a judgment against him over there in, in, the, in the local court over there. 1.234 million. That he has to cough up. He has to pay back, so... That's incredible. Um... He's, play, he's playing a minimum contract for the Broncos. Broncos have signed him up, you know. Why wouldn't you? Um, he's obviously got a bit of a uh, bit of ticker. Yeah, 
couple yeah, of women were in a position of stalker out there. There's a, there's a some still shots on the on the on the internet of him assaulting the male, but apparently the women feared for their life. Yeah, okay. Well, that's where they've got him for the million. Yeah. But uh, you do forget about all the comedy in, infringements over here. That people are flying the flag for our country overseas and doing some serious crime and getting done. Um, yeah, for sheer, uh, yeah, just brand new scandal, that one. Oh, yeah, and all the severity of it. I mean, that's a, that's a United States thing. I doubt you'd get a million bucks here oh, for no, that. No. Yeah, you, you might do some time. Slap on the wrist. No one's going to make you do a move. They'll move you out to the bloody, out to Yass for a season or something <laughs> and be straight back. <laughs> Just shift you around like a Catholic priest. Until <laughs> you come back to the big smoke and... Cover yourself in glory again. Hope no one reads your Wikipedia rap shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a that's a very very good choice. Who, who else you got as prop? Uh, Ryan Tandy. Um, that's another yeah, sad one. That's good. Yeah. Um, again, a, again with the gambling, the the match fixing. Um, sadly, died age thirty two. That is sad, and it's also well, it's it's a sign of the times too that he that he sort of on his first. And I think it actually was his first thing. I've been joking about it, but his, his first sort of ever bad... He got expelled from the game forever. It's bad for luck. That. Yeah. It was bad luck. It was also, you know, spilling the pill in the first minute and then giving away a penalty in the second after a massive plunge on North Queensland scoring a penalty. <laughs> um, that's a very good choice for props. I, I'd struggled a bit with the props. I've, I've got, um, just for a bit of experience in there, to give your youthful props some guidance, I've got uh, Nate Miles. Oh, classic. Adding some Queensland flavour in there. He's drunk and naked in the Crown Plaza, as we all know, in Terrigal. Um, took, he just had to have a poo outside in the corridor. What are you supposed to do? You're nude, you need a poo. One of the three pillars. You're species. in a corridor, yep. yeah. <laughs> and it was outside the room of a family who were trying to check out, and he's trying to get into their room, wrong room. Just trying to get some clothes on that, and just maybe borrowed a singlet and a pair of shorts off a kid or so, I don't know. But then had the wherewithal, four hours later, he was due up in Brisbane for a drinking session, made it. He spotted the Normanby up in Brisbane by midday, having a few shandies. And that's the sort of commitment I like to see from a senior player. That's leadership group. Oh, he's in the leadership group. Just to be able to back up like that. They need to They need to see that blokes of, of Nate's stature are doing that still and setting a good example for the young grubs. I've got to say, that. I mean, I think that's... That's more the vibe we want for this team. I don't know if we need two yeah. match fixers. No, not more. Not particularly. We have a match fixer and a yeah, yeah, and a bloke who you can go, you can send down to the caterpillars to get his feet. Uh, absolutely, I think I think um, feces trumps match fixing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in in the eyes of the law, mate, or the sort of the wider ramifications for the public, uh, maybe not financially, but yeah, definitely well, in it, terms of just. How many times this has happened? In the spirit of, um, of gambling, if we rank it like poker hands, I'd say feces is, is your flush. Yeah, um, okay. and then yes, ma- ma- and match fixing is maybe two pair. It's a good hand, but yeah, not that strong. Yeah, right. Ah, oh, that's a good that's a good analogy, I think. And keep it with the gambling. Why shouldn't we? Um, who are we going with? Hooker. Yeah, he's um, done well, I've got one for our English listeners here. Super League player. Yeah. Um, the Salford City Reds legend um, Malcolm Walker um, <laughs> played 350 games for the Salford City Reds. Yeah, um, had a bit of uh, you know. The oh, you can get him in. You can have a marquee player from overseas in your side. Well, he's, he's done some good stuff. He had, he had the cocaine and the human growth uh, hormones whilst playing. He, he admitted that that was a good one. Yeah. Um, just just earlier this year, he was sentenced to four years jail for robbing a KFC in a supermarket with a machete. 
Goodness gracious. Well, he's picked the right uh, weapon. I like the, the cross-cultural thing. Was it... Um, did he do this on the same night, the two? I don't know, actually. I think Because was... that, that sounds like a one-after-the-other situation. It does, I, I would it? hope KFC first, where he's walked out with about 20 bucks and thought, oh, hang on, I'm but, out now. But who else has some ready cash? Yeah. A local supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I don't even know the bloke. Everyone's it's paying like, with card, you know. Yeah. No good. Oh, sounds sounds pretty good to me. Um, so he's in the slammer right now, is he? Yeah, apparently he's done four years. So, oh, uh, we can get him out just on the grounds that we need him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Second rowers. Right, second rowers. Uh, who have you got? Who have you got? You kick off. Um, I've got one here which might be a bit of a... This is just for my personal choice. Paul Gallant. I got Gal. He's a just all round vibe. Yeah, uh, I, I like him as a player. He's a wholehearted player. Oh yeah. Uh, we get, go back to 08, he's, he's, he's attempted to rip the stitches out of the head wound of Anthony Lafranchi. Yeah. Um, it's a good violent act. Did he do the stitches? Was it his doing previously? No, no. I think the stitches were there for some other okay. reason. But he's just thought, well, I'll get rid of them. Yeah. Um, good. Just open up that wound. You know? Do him a favour. Yeah. Don't have to go back to the doctor. Um, I mean, if there's one thing that Queenslanders say, and I am one, it's bloody cockroaches. And Callum, Gallon's probably the number one villain uh, post Benny Elias. And um, oh, they're usually spot on, unfortunately. Queenslanders, with in terms of no one grubs, take one to no one. And, and they've nailed Gal. I mean, you don't start boxing after league unless there's some issues. He's sort of... The thing for me that gets Gal is, is there's not a lot of on-field stuff we've talked about yet, but sort of, I suppose it's arguably off-field. His myriad trips to the change rooms, especially later in the career, and then coming out and doing another three or 400 tackles after a quick five-minute stint in the change room. Um, didn't seem to raise too many eyebrows. But <laughs> how is he doing it? Like five or 600 tackles a match, man of his size. Very impressive. We've got the, the peptide scandal. Probably can't put it on his shoulders, but uh, he was the face of the club. So yeah. that, that's a good, just adds to the vibe. Yeah, I think, um, I, th- I think, yeah, he's I, I, he's in there for me. I've got him on there on, on sheer audacity as well, um, calling the CEO of the league a cunt. Oh, um, yes. Uh, and then and then having um, his manager argue that they're going to get a QC to argue the fact that there's different uses and meanings for the word cunt. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a, I that, thought you were going to say he had to prove that the guy was one. That was a novel then, a novel uh, excuse, I thought. Excellent. How'd you go? Nice. No, well, they dropped it. Um, yeah. So, arguably, he won. Absolutely. You call your CEO a cunt and away you go. Um, Still lace up. Get just, out there, son. Just tweet that out there when you <laughs> lose captain. Um, yeah, I think it's a fairly good choice. Yeah, I tweet, on, the, on the topic of Twitter and Instagram and your other social medias, they have, a few people have come unstuck here just with their... I mean, they should. There should be a, a breath breathalyzer on these guys' phones. <laughs> we wouldn't have much to talk about if there was. Well, we didn't but, bring it up with uh, with Blake. We had the Blake and Do's classic, uh, the roof, the roof cruiser yeah. shot. Alco pops, yeah. Shot up there. yeah. Without that, that would have been fine. I mean, that was Dukes, wasn't it? Yeah, Dukes is sort of nineteenth in discretion with the club. Might have been a uh, Ridgy Didge in that as well. Yeah, yeah I love a Ridgy Didge. Who doesn't love a Ridgy Didge, by the way? Didn't really get back to that. But, um, <laughs> oh, it's just a, it's it's indicative of other stuff. My favourite, my favourite Ridgy Didge or Sharka is probably the double-handed Ridgy Didge while handcuffed in the back of a squad car, <laughs> the Grand Hackett Special, <laughs> otherwise known as the Gold Coast Salute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ridgy Didge is a good one. Great one for a, for a rooftop shot. 
maybe with a jacuzzi there. I've been following the Grant Hackett thing um, quite closely. I don't think he's handling post-sport career that well. Oh, no, absolutely not. Something that appears to be a few issues. Though. Yeah, you don't chuck pianos around unless there's a <laughs> <laughs> few, few problems there. But, uh, yeah, he hasn't handled that well at all. Maybe we could get Grant in to give a little pep talk to the lads down at, down at the Gong Entertainment Centre so you can draw a crowd, sell some tickets. <laughs> My other second rower, this one is just another recent addition, Dave Taylor. Okay. Uh, we had a good, a good all-round career of just basically not giving a shit, yeah. um, which is yeah. a good thing. That's um, right. We had the Titans cocaine scandal, which was he was implicated in, and the yeah. charges were dropped. Um, recently, he just got sacked by the Toronto Wolfpack for an incident in Portugal. <laughs> what? The Toronto Wolfpack is a league team. Yeah, so we've got the, the Canadian team. Um, okay, so he's spreading the word. Yeah, uh, him and Fufui Fui together in Portugal on a team bonding session. Bonding session is a... Bonding session is a... That's code for we all know what. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, what did he do? Uh, but, well, the missing curfew is the official line. Um, right. Michael and I discussed this in the last episode. I mean, it can't be just a curfew, surely. You wouldn't think so. It's not sackable. Um, first time. If it is, again, a bloody unfortunate first timer. The fact that he looks like he's put on 45 kilos as well might have contributed to it. But um, I think, yeah, just for all-round wasting of talent. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, a lot of blokes out there trying to get in this side. Absolutely. And, uh, Who you got in the Caterpillars down there? Well, in the Caterpillars, I've got... Um, oh, what do you mean? As a, as a, a second backup? Row. Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't filled the positions in the Caterpillars. I'm just sort of still jostling Oh, it's around. just a squad. Yeah, it's just a squad. On squad. I haven't even got 17 players at this stage. There'd okay. be many more who could walk in. But um, I don't know who I'd put in there. Maybe, um, oh, it's hard. I mean, Jake Friend's in there as hooker uh, for abusing police and refusing to pay a taxi fare. Not a lot in that, but de- definitely indicative of potential. Has Uber stopped the... Um the cab altercation. Yeah, because taxi drivers, the perennial punching bags of the after-dark gentlemen of league. Because they used to really antagonise rugby league players, cab drivers. They, they seem to go out of the way to do Yeah, absolutely. Oh, why wouldn't you? When you get in, they probably know who you are. <laughs> these blokes have never, haven't, haven't set foot in the country, let alone let alone the SFS, and uh, just antagonise these blokes. They're asking for it. It's, you know, it's happened time and time again. Up to the star there, pick up a couple of big blokes. Next thing you know, you've got a busted eye socket. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. My, my second row, I don't want to go and turn him out. He's, he's sort of he's walked onto my squad here. Um, is John Elias? He's and for the one incident that I really like here, uh, he wanted to fly under the radar of a um, and he's admitted he's done this. He's got a pass that he's tried to turn around. Well, John's, John's not in my squad just because of fear. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I literally haven't put him in. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a lot stupider than you, but I, this is something he's admitted to, and he has turned himself around a lot since then. He, he's, he's just chucked a cheeky million dollars on Wests to win a match against the Rabbitohs in the 90s. I've got to say, so, like, $5 would, would arouse suspicion on Wests. Absolutely. Like, yeah, a million. Um he claimed the fix got called off, so everyone just forgot the whole thing, except the bookies who had to cough up. So, <laughs> he never named the four players. To his credit, he never named the four players um, who were paid to throw the match. And Channel 7 got sued for defamation for suggesting some quite familiar names mm. there that I, I don't really want to talk about. Um, he, was, he was a physical intimidator. He was a bit of, a, bit of an enforcer on and off the field. Uh, the one thing for me was... Um, 
as well. Oh, one of his quotes is, when, when lamenting his life of crime, he's quoted as saying, and I quote, what kids don't realise about this stuff is that the streets are riddled with police informants. So that's a little word to the wise of kids wanting to get into crime is that you might get caught. So, um, you know, don't do it. Uh, not for the wider ramifications to society as a whole. But um, <laughs> he didn't get into America once as the inaugural... Well, not, not as a captain, sorry. As, um, yeah, he was, was he the captain at the time of Lebanon? He, the Sepos don't like people with gun charges. No. Foreigners. It, it isn't ironic, given that they love guns. Oh, yeah, but just foreigners. Well, it's, it's you know, foreigners with guns. They don't particularly like that. But the one of his gun offences was um, shooting his business partner in the leg at the location of choice for many business meetings, and was where I hold my business meetings, a McDonald's car park. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, he's not afraid to get the job done, John. He's, he's you know, again, probably a, a nice man. Yeah, he's, he's sort, certainly mentored a couple of younger blokes um, from behind bars and proved that he's turned himself around. Good friend of Alan Jones? Yeah. I was, what, Found it. Is he still? I think he might have written a... I read something that Alan uh, put a foreword in for John's autobiography and then read it and thought, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> He's been very candid, John, with his with his life and Alan might not want to associate himself with that. But that's just hearsay from me. I'm not sure. Well, I can't deny that. Um, as I said, I uh, am afraid of uh, actual tough guys. Um, yeah, right. So well, who isn't? That's... Um, but I can't anyway. deny the uh, I can't deny the form. Oh, it's good form and walks into my sort of second row there. But yours are quite impressive, and I like the variety. Yeah, I mean, um, I think if you're being fair, you can you have to go with the runs on the board. <laughs> I love that. the analogy still coming out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, anyway, yeah, next to lock forward. I think we're both going to uh, agree. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot. I mean, you know, go. Greg Bird. Yeah. I mean, this is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. It was, I mean, um, a whisker off an immortal for mine. Oh, I mean, if you're talking immortals, if I had to pick immortals, he'd be right up there. I think he's made a strong case for himself to be on this roster, followed by open brackets, VC, close brackets. He could be a captaincy contender straight oh, out. Yeah. Man, definitely leadership squad straight up. He's, he's the grub's grub. I mean, I'd have him at 13, going to full 80 minutes. On this side, loved by um, my favourite player of all time, uh, Ricky Stewart. That, that's good, good yeah. credentials for Grubbery. Yeah, oh, Ricky's a fan of Greg's. Loves Greg. Um, loves the intimidation factor. Yeah, I mean, on field as well. Who's not a fan of someone? He copped a ten week suspension once for a cheeky little knee to the head. Shane Martin, um, fifteen uh, k fine with that. Um, that brought out Laurie Daly's um, immortal commentary. You can't just go around kneeing blokes in the head. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, he's, it's. I don't know if that's commentary so much as just quoting the rule book. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what does it for me for him on field too? Is his "Who me" face after he gets pinged? <laughs> oh, it's great. There's no no better lemon sucking face than Birdie on field going "Who me"? What are you talking about? Uh, I think his look adds to it as well. You've got that Ben Mendelssohn face with the um, like Mexican cartel mustache. Yeah, um, and the little he's, he's dabbled in faux mullets and big mullets in the past, hasn't he? He's <laughs> like you know, it's that little bit. He hasn't got a mullet, but he's got that little mud flap at the back there. <laughs> the the uh, Gold Coast special, but um, the plenty plenty of incidents that Greg's done. Uh, wasn't until he glassed his then girlfriend down there in the Shire though, the stomping ground of many a grub, that he really stepped it up. 
the proceedings. Well, before we get to the classic glass scene, let's talk about the, the early incidents. Okay. The texting of Lara Bingle, um, inappropriate text messages. Do you, yeah, I, don't, I think this is still rumoured. Yeah, what are a funny rumour to make up. Absolutely. Um, the shark spokesman at the time, Rob Willis, had a great rugby league quote. Um, Greg's thrown up his hands. Yeah. He said he's done nothing inappropriate. Oh, okay. There's been nothing obscene written. There's been no harassment. So he's thrown up his hands. And th- yeah, and then said, I didn't do anything wrong. And denied but it. I'm still admitting something. I've yeah. thrown up the hands. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a weird thing. But she didn't pursue the matter. Mm. Um, it was a lot of seeing driving a new Dohatsu. Oh, she was. Directly soon after. after. <laughs> Just I made that up. I made that up. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a bird Dohatsu <laughs> down in the shire somewhere. Greg's had to go down and say, look, I need a soft top. Um I've, I've made a mistake and uh, just really need to sort this out. Um, yeah, the most offensive thing, though, of the, oh, is there pre-glassing still? I'm sure there is. No, that's, that's about it. But, I mean... Uh, I mean, the biggest one has been the glass. Like you said, yeah, put him on the map. And not so much for the glassing itself. But the thing that most fans of the game took away is that he tried to ping a mate. I mean, you know, it is a crime and that's the main thing. But uh, people forgot about that and said, look, it's an affront to the glue that binds this country together, mateship. You can't, the Larrikinism and, you know, the complete disrespect for anything that might get in the way of that. Not the actual original crime. <laughs> but uh, physical violent assault went largely unpunished. It was trying to make a patsy out of his flatmate. Well, the flatmate is an amateur golfer from the Hunter Valley. You probably knew him from when we were younger. Um, I've got a text message transcript here. Um, picture yourself out working on your short game. Yeah. Um, you see your mate's name pop up. You think, mate, I folded your washing. Um, do you want to come for a beer later? The text message read, um, there was an accident, there's blood everywhere, we have told police it was you, how do you feel about that? How would you feel? I mean, it's it's your mate. You'd be honoured. You just, yeah, I mean, you just, uh, well, you just put your hands, you throw your hands <laughs> straight away, there's nothing, nothing else for it. Well, he's a, if he's a good mate, you've got to trust a good mate. Go, well, I better talk to him before I talk to the filth, just to get our story straight here. How Obviously, do you feel about didn't. it? How do you feel about it? How, how did he feel? Did he ever say how he felt? He probably just thought, well, I'll do, I'll do the 16 months prison time. That's yeah, no hang on a sec, I'll just putt in and uh, then we'll sort it out. <laughs> That's a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of, yeah, Birdie, another thing, he, he tried to go over and play with the Bradford Bulls, but he had a he had visa issues because um, the Bulls over there, I mean, they, they have any old bloke playing on their side from what I've seen, but... Um, they took exception at Birdie. So, again, he's gone to France. They didn't even know what a grub was until Birdie rolled into the Catalan Dragons. Um, but an achiever from the very young age. This predates the glassy. And I don't know if you've looked into this, but up at Rutherford High School there, they were treated to Birdie and a few mates while they were in the under-20s doing a nude run through the playground when they were in the Newcastle under-20s side. They had balaclavas on. So, um, arguably, it was premeditated, the nude run. But... I mean, in a, in a school full of children, maybe it was impromptu. They've all just grabbed the balaclavas on their way out of the house next to the door in case of emergency, thinking, what are we going to get up to? Next thing you know, you're exposing yourself to minors. Do you keep a balaclava handy? Mine's near the door. I'm surprised you didn't trip over on the way in. Oh, my God. Mine, the kids, my wife's, all our balaclavas are hanging up. <laughs> <right there>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a bloke, Birdie, and this is this is cemented the VC for me. He's, he's a man who said, and I quote, most young fellas play up a bit. You try not to make the same mistakes too many times. Well, that's, the last three words of that have just, they're a bit of amateur soothsaying from Greg. 
about it, what he might get up to in the future. What I like about Greg is he's he's been in, in every era. Like, he, like he, there's never been too too long a break between a yeah, you know, a bit of a rev up. Oh, yeah, I mean, I haven't got the timeline, but yeah, it's never been that far away. It was implicated in the in the famous cocaine scandal in the Titans. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. know, you, you got that dropped away and that sort of faded away. But um, you know, he's involved in that as well, which is good. Um, what I like about his his work is he even got arrested on his uh, wedding. Oh, that's that for me is one of the best up in Byron Bay. Yeah, got pinged for uh, urinating on a fully marked police car. <laughs> 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 what, what are you supposed to do? You see a police car, you've had thirty or forty beers on your own wedding night. Um, you know, just a man is not a camel. And. Um, but Greg's denied that. He, he said that he's urinated between yeah, the yeah. police cars. Probably got a bit of spray. I don't know. Flash, flashback, you reckon? I mean, um, I mean, he's in the doghouse with the missus. Well, yeah. I mean, that's there's 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 an indicator of some future nagging coming out right. If you can't even bloody piss on a cop car on your wedding night, what's she gonna she gonna tell you to stay <laughs> home one night? What, what's she gonna do later? You know, tell you to pick up your stuff. I don't know. He should probably run, Greg. If, if, if she's if she's that much of a nagger already, won't even let him pee on a cop car. Um, Greg too. For and this is what's it's a sort of it's his un, complete unwillingness to keep a low profile after an incident that for me has just made him nearly not like in in Carney's absence he would ably captain this team. He's um one of the one of the things uh, for me is. Um, for a while there at Southport Magistrates, he was just on first name terms with the with the staff. They'd say, G'day, Greg, how you going? You know, they'd, they'd um, he'd pick up his suit from the dry cleaners on the way down every week or so when he's up there. But um, I, I know that, and again, the leadership squad is already, you know, pretty Cronulla, pretty heavy with, with characters like Greg. But um, winning's contagious, so just ask any champion. But, I mean, um, more links to the Shire and the Gold Coast. There seems to be a beat link. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the, the highest-grossing taro cash stores, um, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, there's, they've opened up a taro cash just next door to the Southport Magistrates. You're just selling those, those black suits with the black shirts and yeah. the purple ties. Extra wide neck. <laughs> Short leg. Specials. The uh, the league. The ma- it's called the Magistrate. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway, Greg's just got to keep following his dreams and see where that takes him. He 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 could well be an immortal. Oh yeah, that's that's a great great shoot. I mean, again, excellent research because a few of the ones uh, slipped under the cracks. Yeah, when, when you've got such great hits, some of the B sides. Oh yeah, but it's the B sides that keep it keep, give it a bit of spice. Keep it fresh for me. Yeah. So um, we're under the bench now. I mean, that, that's a couple of good one to thirteens there. Yeah, um, we're probably going a bit over time here. Should we go? Have you got time for the bench? We've got time for the bench for sure. Excellent. Uh, well, a couple we've already covered. I've got Craig Field on the bench, but we've already covered him. You've got him in the run on squad. He's probably worthy of that. Um, bench players. I've got. I've got. Uh, I'll go on. You... Well, I've got Gaz, and you've got Gaz in your start. So yeah, we've covered that. Spurt that. source. Um, well, I got um, on my bench. I've got Maddie Johns, his respected media personality, author, uh, gay flight attendant, impressionist. Who could ever forget that? I mean, he, Trent. I think, yeah, Trent. Mm. I think, um, I think Maddie could come off the bench and make a bit of an impact here. It's, it's the Aussie Larrikinism that's seen him have a, such a great post-league career 
it's what cemented him in the 17 for me. He's, he's never been accused of not being one of the boys. No. Always been one of the boys. Grill team, whatever team, you know, touring teams, Cronulla. He's really held his own. And in the, in the infamous scandal that he was involved with over there in New Zealand, just the 12 blokes and one girl, um, again, what are you supposed to do if that's your thing? And just with Maddie, I mean, there's never been anything stick, hence the bench. But um, in my experience... The um, and I haven't seen. I'm yet to see every episode, but I've not ever known the ABC to be in the business of making an entire Four Corners episode about a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, and, and to the league itself and Australian commercial media's credit, akin to a manoeuvre by the Catholic Church again when under fire over someone under their charge. He was stood. He stood down from multiple roles for months before being given his own television show. Absolutely. So. Punishment needed. Oh. But the, um, I mean, could that Four Corners not have been an Australian story? Oh, I mean, like a feel-good Australian mm. story? Yeah, it could have been. I mean, it could have been anywhere. could have been could have been on Acker. <laughs> just a 6.30, you know, just well, It could have been that that 30-second spot after the weather. <laughs> but they didn't. They've chosen to go for the full hour. Slow news day. And, um... But Maddie, one of the boys, living testament to the fact that the term turned his life around will get you a very long way in Australia. Absolutely. It's a league, uh, it's a league adage, isn't it? Yeah. Who you got on the bench? I'm going back to the past here. Uh, Paul Hayward, former New uh, Town Newtown Jets halfback, yeah. um, went to the uh, Orient. Um, yeah, down the rocks. No, no, the the, uh, the old Orient with the the old heroin trafficking. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, Bangkok went went to the Bangkok prison. Um, right. Was sent there by his brother-in-law Nettie Smith. Um, that's going to put a oh Nettie put in there. That's going to put a dent on your holiday. Nettie Smith yes. sent you with a suitcase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> OD'd in '92. Um, right. Bit of a wasted life. Pretty sad. But I mean, I think you know, spending time in the Bangkok Hilton. Yeah, he's going to get you some, he has, some, some cred. Yeah, goodness. yeah, that is uh, that is impressive. I didn't know of him, but um, that is a very good research, mate. I like it. Uh, I've got a more sort of um, higher profile bench player. Um, he could he could play anywhere, but uh, I've got him in a, in case in case there's a problem up in the forwards there. He could hook. Uh, is Benny Elias? Um, he, he only starts on the bench purely because he beat the charges, but he's he's held his former club Balmain. To ransom more recently over developments at Roselle, and why wouldn't you? I mean, he's he's done so much for them as a player. He should be able to coin it off them now and keep them in massive debt for his own personal benefit. Could that not be due to diabolical management as well? Yeah, there's there is that involved. Benny's certainly played a part in this. He's well, a nickname alone, he deserves the jersey. Yes, yeah, but that, that's something that didn't stick, and again, is a bit old. Uh, I met Benny Elias in the Mercury Hotel in Newcastle in about. Uh... I don't know, 03? Yeah. Good bloke. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of these guys are good blokes. They just, you know, manage to come unstuck. They don't let bad blokes play league. That's right. Like that, you know, they're essentially all good blokes. Um, who else you got on the bench? You got another bench player? Come up with Hunt. Um, he's, he hasn't got that much of a rap sheet, but he has got a career in AFL and rugby union, mm. which I think are probably the worst crimes on this list. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I just can't decide. But Jared um, Hainish. He had the the man bun for court the other day on the second cocaine possession and um, attendance. Didn't like that. Um, yeah. Might have a few problems. Could be going the Ben Cousins route. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, If they hard... found that he'd stuck with league. It's hard to tell. He could still be at the Broncos now. Absolutely. It could be in a bit of coke. He can get away with that. But, uh, yeah, it's his, I think it's his code hopping that got him. And he started keeping friends with some questionable characters too. 
They're all like-minded types flexing with the sharkers on rooftops. Well, but there's a um, there's a report here that he you know he snitched out the uh, Gold Coast Suns um, as all being involved and doing the drugs. Uh, oh, he did a snitch with, with him. But well, that's the report. I can't speak 100 percent on that. Yeah, no, no. Do um, you reckon he's looking for a deal? Well, rugby league isn't snitch friendly. No, not at all. It's more a it's rugby like union it's thing. Like, it's like an open prison. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't like that. Minimum security. Snitches get their stitches ripped out. <laughs> By gal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's displaying, he's displaying some rugby union tendencies now. I, I just don't like it. Yeah, but, um, yeah fair enough. He's, I, I, yeah, I can see how he'd make the bench. Um, I, th- I, I don't know, maybe he's got a bit more to prove. I, I've got on my bench, and again, he'd be in and out of the Caterpillars and the bench. Uh, and the run-on squad for me is Daryl Tricky Trindle. Uh, he could slot him in anywhere. Great Half player back, and great scandals. Oh, good. I mean, he could, he could play anywhere. Star Casino, Coogee Bay Hotel, Chambers Hotel. I mean, South Sydney style walked through the 1990s golden period for the Rabbitohs uh, during that period. And he came unstuck like a lot of men before and since at Scruffy Murphy's one night, which is a... Another similarity with, with, uh, with this uh, co-host of this podcast. Scruffies. Mm. Oh, you came unstuck at Scruffies? Mm. I was um, knocked unconscious there in about 06. Um, really? I come to the defense of an African gentleman that was being racially harassed. Yeah. Um, turns out he wasn't. Um, he and his friends were having a good time. And um, okay. my alcohol intoxication, uh, not unlike some of the members of this yeah. squad, um, impaired my judgment. and um, Unconscious? Um, well, I don't know if I was unconscious, but I was on the ground. Oh, yeah, um, goodness. Did you get stomped? I believe, oh, I believe the term is king hit. Yeah, right. That's um, that's a big one. Scruffy's closing down. I mean, and why? There's great instances like that. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of history. I hope they keep the frontage at least, just in <laughs> just in honour of these two incidents alone. But things got out of hand down at Scruffy's, and he assaulted a long time friend who said she was going to go to the police. And Tricky has said, "I'm a first grade footballer. Who are they going to believe, you or me?" <laughs> Turned out they believed her. <laughs> And uh, Tricky found himself in trouble. But, um, yeah, Tricky's on the bench for me. Good pick. Um, very good pick. Um, my last bench spot goes to Paul Carter. Um, ah, yes, yes. Don't want to sink the slipper too much on this guy. He's obviously got some problems with the substance abuse and the um, but the, the recent defrauding of a fan gets in the Guernsey for me. Oh, yeah? What was the particular incident? Oh, a gentleman with three autistic children, um, bit of a, bit of a, you know, Strabble Street character, I was wanted to get some jerseys signed or something, and yeah. Paul hit him up for um, a few thousand dollars to pay his electrical bill and that sort of thing. And um, What? He sold him jerseys for... For money. Yeah. Um, did not supply the jerseys. Yeah. Um, and some of the, the, the Roosters boys have made good on the promises, which is nice. It's a bit of a feel-good story, but... Um, Paul's been sacked in three different clubs. Yeah, that's um, a good tick. Yeah, yeah good tick there. Um, you got to be a three-plus club player, I would think, oh, to absolutely. make this squad. I mean, recently involved in the Blake Ferguson incident. Um, oh, yeah. Probably condemning him to a life as a boring human. Yeah, you don't want you know, to be a boring human. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's... Quite good, Carter. Quite good. Yeah, not bad. Which brings me to, like, just on the... Knocking on the door of the bench, I've got the down at the Wollongong Caterpillars there. Um, I've got a bunch of people who, you know, I don't, I don't want to go on on about these players. They, they just need to do a bit more. Like your Andrew Frews, the uh, winger, former Dragons, Manly and Eels player, plus three other clubs, so there you go. Extorted a postman. I mean, who hasn't felt like doing that at some stage? 
He asked the postie, a former client of his girlfriend, herself a former sex worker, to mind a bag of watches for 12 months or so. I mean, we've all got a bag of watches. We want someone to mind. What type of watch? Are we talking Casio? We talking... I don't know. I didn't get the detail. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought what kind of bag. I'm, I'm picturing like a garbage bag <laughs> full of watches. I'm picturing one of those old West bags with the, with the dollar sign on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it was a yacht, a waterproof yachting bag <laughs> full of Breitling watches. Um, but anyway, he's, he's got this bag of watches and it all just went downhill from there. There was there was an extortion that happened and uh, ended up in the courts. So, but, through, but, but what is an extortion? It's a loan. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's where there's a grey area it's in a, the law. These a, blokes yeah. don't have the education to know the difference between blackmail and helping out a mate. It could have been a loan with no repayment schedule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, so that's, that's probably what his defence did mount. Uh, I've also got uh, Danny Wicks, the drug trafficking prop, who has actually turned his life around to his credit. And, you know, I, I believe he's studied as well and stopped playing the game altogether, but still trots out for the Grafton Ghosts. So good, he, good there's a bit of time to prove himself. Giving back to the country. Yeah. Um, but he's still in the Caterpillars down there because you just don't know what could happen based on past form. Um, Jason Taumalolo, just for the egging there. I know it's a minor offence, but just for the variety. He's, he's, he trots out for the Caterpillars. Easily weekly. the world's biggest egger. Yeah, that's a, that was a headline egger. <laughs> Look, I love an egg myself. I, I used to go egging. I bloody loved an egg. Who didn't? But I, I, what I didn't do was go into a convenience store, buy a dozen, and then stand outside the convenience store <laughs> rifling them off. <laughs> He um he did. And there's actually a, a rumor about this behind the scenes where he and the other cowboys involved were in the middle of a random breath test post the egging, and um, they'd left an empty egg carton on the back seat, and uh, some hot rodders, some rev heads from up there that they'd had an ongoing battle with, and that actually egged them more than once. Uh, drove up to the cops and said those guys egged our car. And that's how it all unfolded. Is this not the, the plot for Greece? <laughs> What's going on up there? FNQ. <laughs> well, not a lot if you if if egging is a national headline. North Queensland T Birds. Yeah, it's great. Um uh down there too we got we got yeah, you know, your John Monahans, you got in the tag, Jake Friends, your Jacob Locos, who uh Bulldog Center, carrying a bunch of Eckies around Star Casino, driving four times the legal limit. Uh, getting in a punch-up with fellow Caterpillar and manly winger George Tafua. That was a very good scandal. I think it spilled out onto Pitt Street. Yeah. In the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> I stopped traffic. Mm. I mean, Tafua himself once spat at a copper. But um, Jacob keeps his chin up. He'll, he'll go far. Like He'll be, he'll be fine here. Um, uh, the, um, there's been a lot of drink-driving incidences you know, throughout this team. There's also... You know, a few others. It's a key indicator. Uh, de- yeah, it is. It's a good one. Like, it revolves around pubs and alcohol, a lot of this. There's Josh Dugan's in there, the serial bus misser, who um, <laughs> hasn't quite done enough enough to get on the grub bench. But um, he did have a $2 million Broncos contract torn up because of something he said on Instagram. I mean, that is... Uh, he tried, told a troll to end himself, which for me is, you know, it's a troll. Once yeah. you start trolling, you're fair game, yes, but not, not if you're in a position like this. Uh, he's a drinking partner to high achiever Blake Ferguson, and on, like we're talking about with the um, rooftop incident with the Alco Pops, only his nineteenth indiscretion at the Raiders. He was posting selfies, uh, not enough to get in the grubs, but certainly enough for the feeder squad. I've got to say, it, 
he's unrealized potential. Like he seems like he's been there or thereabouts yeah. for many years, and he hasn't got in. No, he hasn't quite Confirm. done enough. But again, he's only he's only one Monday away from that. Absolutely, we yeah, all so. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also on this, I've got uh, Brett Seymour, the Bronco Shark Warrior, three club veteran who um, just multiple alcohol related incidents, including headbutting a woman at the regatta uh, pub in Brisbane. Which uh, didn't stick. Nothing really stuck until this parting shot in New Zealand of a stint of drink driving before going to England, uh, getting down there, I think, to the gong with some like minded blokes and see what happens. Um, who else? I've got Tavita Latu in uh, the New Zealand Warrior and Cronulla Shark hooker punched a woman at a service station down in Cronulla, again in Cronulla. There's something in the water down there. Oh, it's amazing. Headed over to the UK where he's free to make some racist remarks about another player. And generally get on with his life. But uh, he, he, he's only one incident away from getting in the grubs. Um, the coach of the grubs, the coach of the, um, the the caterpillars, sorry, I'd have as Jason Taylor just to keep the lads on their toes. He could just punch them every now and then in the guts down at the pub. Yeah. Hoping not to do it to the wrong one like he has done yeah. in the past and being knocked out. Would you suggest a karate outfit this time or not? Uh, for Jason, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he could coach in the crowd outfit, and, and to top this, actually, in the in the in the caterpillars down there, I'd like to have um, Sandra Earl just as a resident uh, in the cubicles on the change rooms on the training ground. I think it's a good idea. He's uh, done his time. Yeah, with with a large cubicle, maybe the disabled one, the large one set aside for three Broncos plus one woman at any stage. <laughs> That's got to be open for them um, to go in there. Um, and that about rounds out the caterpillars for me. There's plenty of room there, though. I'm sure there'll be disagreement. Honestly, that's a very deep squad. I like, I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to the coach of the grubs. No, the funny thing is, I think we've both come to the same conclusion here. Yeah. Uh, Terry Lamb. Terry ah. Lamb, straight in. I mean, what do you got on Lamb? Well, Lamb, uh, my favourite incident with Lamb uh, is the... I hope it's mine. Is the, is the golf yeah. course assault. As soon as um, you say golf, yeah. you know it's on. But, but there's a lot of golf issues in, yeah. in rugby league. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got the on-field bashing of Valerie Henley. Um, oh, man, that was I mean, he deserved it. Yeah, um, all he was doing was bloody achieving. You absolutely. You've got to cut blokes like that down. The uh, egging on John Hoppawaiti with the... Um, the anuses thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I use his mentor throughout that period. Absolutely. Um, the the golf course thing, I think the frustration comes about where you can't just go harder and win. Golf is a frustration. I hate golf. I hate it because you can't just bash the ball harder, or people for that matter, <laughs> and win the game. It doesn't work. And what he's done in that golf course incident, um, he's sort of, you know, what are you supposed to do? If the group in front of you are playing a bit slow, uh, he's let the rage build up. And he's bashed the guy on the 18th green, which I think is a good lesson for the youth to take away from that. Don't bottle up the rage. Just just bash him on like the second or third Absolutely. hole. Get it out of the way. Enjoy the rest of the day. That's right. He's let it bottle up. And that's where that's where he's come unstuck. Um, Honourable mention with the coach, uh, Warren Ryan. Warren Wok Ryan. Um, yeah. Assaulting the pensioner over the Donald Trump remarks in the in the hotel. Ah. Um, he, he himself a senior citizen. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, 35. Well, still trotting out and still doing the business. That's very, very yeah. impressive. He doesn't quite match it with uh, with Barr, but honourable uh, yeah. mention. Oh, Barr, See, I've got, I've got an assistant coach myself. You got uh, a Maybe a performance coach or a conditioning coach. Um, Freddie. I mean, good bloke and everything's fine. He's absolutely not afraid to roll his sleeves up, though, and get amongst the lads for Mad Monday. And um, I think he's shown great leadership here. 
you know, trying to get into the wrong Townsville hotel room one time, belonging to an unknown lady who happened coincidentally to be young and single. Um, that's the sort of lady you want for the lads, I think. Someone who's, who's still one of the lads. Yeah. I mean, just some guidance through the more tough times in your careers. Less of an authority figure, more of a mate. There was also the um, time he mistook the park bench outside the police station in the eastern suburbs for a silly posturepedic. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. had, a, had a bit of a kip. This was pre... He didn't get photographed doing that, did he? Oh, front page of the paper, actually. Oh, um, was it? Headline, Blind Freddy. Ah, oh, right, um, okay. <laughs> one of the well, he's probably a bit tired. He'd been playing a lot of footy. Absolutely. But I think you need a mate like there who wouldn't dare tell you not to set fire to someone on a night out because he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not your coach so much as your mate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, very good choice. Uh, I've got myself a team manager here. Oh, and this, right. this is in my top three scandals yeah. um, from childhood. I loved it. Um, 2009, Cronulla Chief Executive Tony Zappia. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Cronulla, uh, oh, you could nearly just go down there. Just even, even Damien Keir has got the police charged. Brilliant. Yeah. Anyway. Tony Zappia, something's in the water down there. He's had a drink of it. Yeah. Um, he's shadow boxing, as most CEOs are doing in yeah. the office. Shadow yeah. boxing um, hits a clerical staff member in the eye, gives her a black eye. Did he say he was shadow boxing, or like that's what he was talking? That's his defence. Well, I didn't. He's pretending. Yeah, he's just shadow boxing. Yeah, I mean, okay. that's what you do. Um, <laughs> she, uh, the, the the worker um, Miss Hall, apparently her name was, um, recorded the conversation because she was unhappy with how he was tr- uh, treating her after the incident. Yeah. He uh, was quoted as saying, it's not that bad, before accusing her of being, a quote, on the drink. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Now, she said... Well, well, someone is on the drink. You're well within your rights. You're <laughs> punch them, aren't you? <laughs> well, she said, like, you know, I, I mean, how can you have accidentally hit me? Look at my eye. Look how bad it is. Um, and he said, I've been a bad boy. Do you want to spank me? Okay. Um, and then... With no well, he's tried to make amends. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Was, no, no answer was forthcoming. Uh, he's shown her and another employee a pornographic email. Okay. Um, well, they've backed him into a corner. And then they've stitched him up and got rid of him. Yeah, right. Well, uh, what a hatchet job. Poor Blakey. I mean, he should be the manager of this team. That uh, well, form, pretty good. To, I mean, to wrap it up in a... Uh, you know, as good incident, I'd say. Yeah. Peter Gow, El McPherson's father. Um, back in 99, everyone knows this... Um, the Cronulla. Away. Oh well, the Cronulla, the Cronulla St George uh, derby. Um, he's back at the Lees Club. Um, there's some George fans there. He's a Cronulla um, executive, and yeah. he was parading his, his jersey around. Um, he proceeded to uh, rip the jersey from the fans' grasp uh, and cut it to bits with scissors. Yeah, just uh, had the scissors there. Had the scissors. Um, at which point, Barry Beath, the St George legend, stepped in to you know, come to the aid of the fan. Yeah, um, and Peter's head butted Barry Beath. All oh, right. Yeah. So he's um, put his money where his mouth is. There. Well, what's Barry Beth doing getting involved? Wow. Well, he's already involved in rhyming slang. Like, <laughs> should stay out of it. Uh, yeah. Very, very good, and a nice little side note. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I got to say that's some pretty impressive fucking lineups there. Oh, I'm happy with it. So far. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be disagreement and conjecture coming out uh, very soon. But uh, I haven't a suggestion. It's fine. Now to wrap up, you've got some gigs coming up, haven't you? Oh, yeah, plenty of gigs. Uh, if you're thinking of coming bashing me, probably stay away. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to kick off a festival run around the country doing uh, all the the large comedy festivals. Um, what do you got? you got your, you got your Adelaide Fringe, your Brisbane Comedy Festival, your Canberra Comedy Festival, Sydney, Perth, and Melbourne Comedy Festivals, and New Zealand. 
for the uh, for the Warriors fans out there in Auckland early May. Well, as we said at the top of the show, uh, one of the best comedians in the country, get out there and see him. Um, I'll be in the Sydney Festival with a, um, Sweet. A, a friend of yours, Andrew Barnett. Him and I are doing a, a show called Life Choices. Friend of League. Good bloke. Friend of League. Um, yeah, so uh, I might bring up the Scrappy Murphy's incident. Um, <laughs> come to save the day again. Um, all right, well, you know, let, hit us up on the on the Facebook and the Twitter. Um, let us know your uh, scandal team. Um, and then we'll. Oh, you're going to get a lot, I reckon. We'll compare. Maybe. Our fans are quite scandalous themselves. Our, our listeners are quite oh, scandalous. Okay. Takes one to know one. Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, especially the, the Super League listeners, um, we're not quite across the across the uh, the scandals there over the years. So, if you want to drop a few in there, maybe Sean Long with the the, the match fixing. <laughs> um, if you're going to do it, just go for variety. I think. If, if, I'm pretty sure we've covered most crimes that they commit. Well, but, it, well uh, let's just sum it up. You got you got your three pillars: urine, feces, yeah, and arson. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got your backup strategies: your, your sexual assaults. Yeah. Uh, well, your yeah, violent you assaults. Your, yeah, a lot of driving-related incidents as well. Disqualified driving, more particularly. Um, the more times the limit, the better. If you can, if you're a pea platter, you can do infinity times the limit. <laughs> If you, if you can, most of them just get up to like three or four times the limit because they've got their open license. But the young fellas can really go for that. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, the, the opportunities are endless to get out there. Uh, but if you involve things like Gold Coast, weddings, uh, bonding sessions, you know, maybe they could have a retreat over to Bali, invite Wayne Carey for a special <laughs> guest. Um, just one of those trips where you hang out with a legend and pay. He, he could, he could, you know, mentor the boys a bit. Um, yeah, there's also there's opportunities are endless. All right, well that's good. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, Luke. Like I said, get out and see him at the festivals, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah.